When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, this is Chesney Hawks here. You are watching My Hammers 11 with the one and only Russ. Hi everybody, Russ from My Hammers 11. Hope you're all safe and well if you're new to the channel. Please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon to make Every time we put content on, there's always lots of other channel sponsors. Untuck it, check them out in the description below. You thought after about 300 I could do that in one take, but I still can't. Anyway, <laughs> hope everybody's safe and well. We've got another another great My Hammers 11. It, it's Sam, he, he, he part runs the, 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 the Bowling Boys podcast, um, yes. which is doing really well. How are we doing, Sam? How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Just uh, been at work, get a bit tired, but uh, ready to ready to have a good conversation. Hopefully, that's good. You do a lot of miles in your job, don't you? you seem to you seem to be driving a lot in your job. Yes, well, I was actually uh, actually a black cab driver, but oh, oh. I'm now in construction. <laughs> but I'm yeah. still uh, I'm, I'm still designated driver, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, do a few miles. Yeah, fucking hell. But um, but how have you been, mate? Have you been in this crazy world that we live in? Uh, to be honest, I've had a, a bit of a rubbish year. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just that, yeah. But yeah, a bit, bit of a rubbish year. Bit of a rubbish year. But, but West Ham have kept yeah. your spirits up. Yes, that's one thing that has kept me very... Kept me... Kept, kept me... Put a smile on my face, at least, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Happy with the performance. They've been, they've been brilliant all year. Like you can't even. I'll see a few people getting a little bit agitated, shall we say, over the last yeah. few weeks and that. But no matter where we finish now, they've, they've they've been they've been brilliant. So yeah. Yeah. Particularly in this sort of great crazy world we live in, you know, as you said, you've had a shit year. A lot of people have, have had crap years, particularly, and it's the one thing. That you know we haven't had, you haven't had to worry about. You've had a shit year. The last thing you want is West Ham to potentially be playing the <laughs> championship next season. You know, it seems silly. It does seem silly, but you know the weekends particularly. It's almost like a bit of a relief, isn't it? You know, so yeah. and it's it's a it's a top. You know, the team are playing well. There's it's team spirit and all the stuff we like to see as a West Ham fan. And so it's it's it has sort of 
helped us through the lockdown in a weird way i know i know you know it's, it's weird saying it but and i think yeah you're right some people have got a bit not a bit aggy but they've got a bit oh, oh no we're not gonna be in champions league or, fuck off last season yeah to be honest you know if someone said if someone said right you're gonna you're, you're fifth with three games to go russ um and and you're pissed off you've just missed out the potential in the champions league you would have thought you'd take them down to the, the loony bin you'd take them you know because Considering like we were last year to where we are this year, it's just a complete role reversal. And uh, I think baby steps for us. Do you know what I mean? We tried the whole yeah. step change when Pellegrini came in and spent all that money and it didn't work. We need to do this gradually to get where we need to be. And so, uh, yeah, sixth, fifth, sixth, seventh, wherever we finish, as long as it's above Tottenham, great season. Great yeah, I mean, season. it's it's no uh, secret on the podcast. I actually, I actually bet on us to get relegated. I was... <laughs> Very disillusioned with West Ham yeah. um, at the start of at the start of the season. Couldn't see where it was going. Couldn't see nothing. And yeah. and what Moyes has done, just a, an incredible job, really. And that, it, even if we were to lose all three games, I'd, I'd be bitterly disappointed, absolutely gutted. Um, I said the other day, like my passports on on my bedside cabinet. I'm I'm ready to go. But <laughs> if if it doesn't happen for whatever reason, and we do lose all three games, then it's the bigger picture. We're still yeah. brilliant all season, so exactly. It is a bigger picture, and and I think I think you're totally right. And I think it's as you said, there was, there was a lot of people who were a little bit, yeah, you're right, disillusioned. I think that's the right way of saying it. Um, and you know, it's given back a little bit. You know what I mean? You know, to to some of the fans in terms of how the team are playing now. You know, Moyes has got this. Seems to have like a, a, he's got a great back backroom staff now. He seems to get he's got the right boys in who. You know, very rarely now you'll get the player now who you question his commitment. Do you know what I mean? It's like it seems yeah. all the boys they might not perform great one game, but you can't fault them for not having a go. Where previous incarnations of teams, you would say <laughs> the commitment's not there. It ain't there. It's still there. So I'm, yeah, I think uh, the I'm, one thing. Sorry, the one thing I've, uh, I looked at with Moyes actually throughout his career, his signings very rarely does he get them wrong. Yeah, good shout. That's going back to Everton. I think Sunderland, he, he had a bit of a dodgy spell, but from yeah, yeah, yeah. Everton to Man U, um, he, even up through to us now, he, he's, his signings tend to be pretty good. So uh, whatever he does in the summer, uh, I'll be fully backing him and, and trusting him all the way. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And I think... I think you're right there. I think, you know, everyone he's brought in and just, I mean, just like, you know, I mean, the Czech boys, I think they're just brilliant. And, you know, and we, how we, how we scoffed when, when Mr. Dawson came through the door, how we scoffed when, (laughs) how we scoffed, you know, when, when when Sue Fowl turned up, you know, we thought, you know, bloody hell, five million for a right back. Who's, who, what have we bought? Who is he? Yeah. And he's just, and he slotted in that Leicester game, didn't he? Like he was, like he'd been there, you know, for, for years. And, you know, you'd get five times your money for him now. Yeah, best right back in the league. Yeah. Um, so yeah, more as we trust. So still, you know, we're watching. I know you're watching the Arsenal game as well. If Arsenal still win, if Arsenal win, they, you know, we we we're, we're still back in. We're, well, we're back in before. I, I just I just sent a tweet out <laughs> saying Arsenal winning, and I, I got a reply just to say, well, they're only three points behind us. But they, the, yeah. the way the way our season's gone, look, like why are we not looking up? We should be looking above us, not That's behind I mean. us. Just need Chelsea can only then Chelsea just don't get a maximum of two points in their last two games. We yeah. in all three. We're back in. We're back in. I'm I'm hopeful. <laughs> Until it's mathematically impossible, yeah. I'll I will stay hopeful. Yeah. 
and this 100%. will go out this will go out probably tomorrow so I'll, so by the end of our podcast we'll find out Chelsea have probably won about 4-1 but that's okay because if they beat Leicester <laughs> they beat Leicester then we're still in we're still in exactly <laughs> that that game is the one as well so as long as Chelsea drop points tonight yeah. it's, either, it's either support Chelsea as well all season or depending yeah. on what happens tonight then we can take a win-win in the Leicester yeah. Chelsea game which makes everything a little bit better, and if, if we go to game week thirty-eight with a possibility of Champions League football, with ten thousand fans behind you as well, do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. How cool! I mean, you know, thinking about it, even even if right, even if it's just a case of us finishing above Tottenham, and there's ten thousand <laughs> fans there, we'll take that. I will take that. Do you know what I mean? And I can't yeah. wait for people to be back there. I'm buzzing. I'm really buzzing to get. It was really cool when we had two and a half thousand there. And it was really emotional with when, when they were singing bubbles and stuff like that. So for 10,000, it's going to be a racket. And I'm really looking forward to it. I'm buzzing for it. I'm really excited. And how many, you know, I can't remember. Probably the great escape, I reckon, was, you know, the last time we had a Premier League season where it went, where we had something still to play for meaningfully in the last game of the season. And that could and be the still the day. case. So, oh, it's exciting times. It's exciting. So, <laughs> so, so the podcast, Sam. So, so how did it all start? The, the bowling boys. How did it all start, man? Uh, what? Well, so, I, I spent a lot of time on Twitter. As, as yeah. Anyone who follows can can probably uh, see as well. But on my own personal account, I just used to think people must be getting fed up with me talking about <laughs> talking about football. It, it, yeah. If it weren't West Ham, I followed the Spanish league. I followed the German league. Like, I, and I just used to tweet so much and. Also, a lot, a lot of the big West Ham accounts, just sometimes that like they just annoy me. Like that, yeah. if you don't agree with their opinion, sure, yeah, they they, they they don't want to know. They'll block you. They'll get rid of you. Yeah, yeah. They were like whatever. So that all and all my mates know. I I've rung up Talk Sport a few times and given them what for and and whatever. And then they, they were just like, "I oh, want you start one and all that." And eventually, I started a Twitter page, and then one of one of my mates was like, "You should just." start a podcast i was like no one's going to listen to it <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah but you know if you get a few people listen to it and mainly I, I want it to be something that i mean i've got me and a couple of the boys we're on it every week but it's something that i want anyone any west Ham fan who wants to voice their opinion yeah, yeah. they're able because I, I know there's a few west Ham podcasts already but it's like they're a bit of a closed book, like but this one. I get you. Yeah, yeah, I get you. It's yeah, one, yeah. it's one for, for anyone. So if anyone DMs us, gets in touch with us, I've got a little short list, and obviously it'll only be one, maybe two a week. But I'll work down the short list, and anyone who's got an opinion about West Ham, get yourself yeah. on the podcast, and yeah, we'll be happy to have anyone. That's a good idea. I, I, I know what you mean it, but and that's the thing. This great thing now, you know. You can just do it. You can just eat. It's, you know, where people are like, you know, you maybe, I don't know, don't know five years ago, whatever, a podcast, I was like, fucking hell, that sounds really complicated. Now it's just piss easy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I started this a year ago and it's just gone mental. And it was just, and it's still just me in front of a computer a year on. You know? <laughs> I've, <laughs> all just, I've got is my iPad. That's what I mean. But that's all you need. Yeah. That's literally all you need, man. And iPad and recording and, you know, with everything on the internet and all the stuff you can get. You know, it's it's so it's so easy to do now, and it, I, I encourage anyone to do it because it just gives you someone. And if no one listens to it, you know that was that was my old thing. When I started this, I thought if, if it's only me and a few people listen to it, I ain't bothered because it's just it's for my benefit as well. Because it's just you know, particularly when you're doing you know it was the weekends and the evenings, and you know you couldn't go out and stuff. So it just gave me a bit of yeah, 
head space, you know what I mean? To just go and do my own thing down the garage. Pop top it, lets you, it gives you a bit of a like let off a bit of steam, but yeah. not only that, what exactly what we can if no one listens to it, I'll listen back to them and it's just yeah. me and my mates having a laugh at the end of the day. Yeah. And you've so, got them then, you've got them recorded forever then, haven't you? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, exactly that um, as well. So it's it's just nice to something to do, but I thought I'd try and try and bring other people into it. And it's, I've actually really enjoyed the first time I had a guest on. I was quite nervous about it because I yeah, I'm literally just a geezer who's just started a podcast, and then we had our first guest come on, and it, he he was really good. It was, and it's nice to meet other people that it is. over social media, you you meeting people. There's there's people from Northern Ireland and that who have messaged me saying, oh, I want to come yeah. on the podcast and that, and eventually they'll be on so yeah, it's just yeah. good to meet other fans it's and get everyone's opinion it is it's true man it's like it's it's like the amount of people i've met obviously we've done over i think we've done almost three over 300 episodes of this now and and obviously i've i've met fuck all of them face to face it's all virtually <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like it really is um and it, as you said like all over the world you know it's it's crazy i'm, I'm going to be starting a new thing soon where we can we you can sh- i want to show people how global our fan base is because we interview people from bangalore from hong kong all across the states scandinavia australia it's mental it may it, I, do you know i just i never understand it i can never understand it because like you know we're a funny little club in east london and we've got people in bangalore supporting us getting up at you know people in australia getting up at like four o'clock in the morning yeah you know, across the west coast america to watch our games and we won't we, we haven't won nothing in 41 years so <laughs> do you know what i mean but yeah, it's, it's yeah. something there's something about us there's something about us which you know you get through obviously for the podcast because you'll be talking to more people and they want to come on and want to talk to you and they converse with you and you know there's just so many and it's just you know it's just if someone said to me the other day would you like to win the premier league i wouldn't because i think we'd lose that west hamness about us we know we know we're gonna fuck up we know we're not gonna win it but we'll have a good go and we'll have a laugh and have a beer next week and come back on that you know but that's us is though isn't it you know i talked to a guy yesterday um a guy called mark mark mike who's um who does a lot of stuff for west ham unofficial and he said you know west ham i we didn't i didn't join west support west ham for the glory you know, I support it for the family and the fans, and you probably get that yourself, man. In it, it's just like it's not about it's not about victory. It's not about where we are. It's about you know, it's it's, it's the journey. It's not about even the match half the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what that's saying. It's not about the match. That's what slightly well, majorly disappoints me about the new stadium. Uh, yeah, I, I won't get into it because we could be there all day. But um, <laughs> I, it just it just ain't going to that stadium. It ain't what it used to be. Uh, no more but yeah I mean I'm 30 years old like we ain't won nothing in my lifetime and no, yeah I could have been more than yeah. with a club so <laughs> yeah I know exa- exactly the same I'm, I'm I'm 40 this year and uh yeah 1980 and I was born in 81 so <laughs> just just missed, missed out, it. <laughs> just missed out yeah. I've had I've had, I've had inter- inter- Tota cups a couple of Betway cups um and a check up the championships but that's it that's it that's playoffs. but yeah but we still support as you said you love them more than you ever done before so yeah that's the thing, man. So, 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 why West Ham? Why is it your club, Sam? You talk so passionately about it on the podcast and stuff. But why is it your club? What's your story, man? So, uh, we grew up uh, in Barstow. Um, I'm sure a few people know where that is. Like literally yeah. five minutes away from the Grand. My dad was actually a Tottenham fan, believe it or not. But um, <laughs> for some for some reason, which I'm forever grateful for, he never took me to the dark side. Um, <laughs> 
and living in Plas, though, a lot of my family's from the East End, and I suppose he he just started. He took you over West Ham a few times, I suppose, just to watch the games and whatever. And then we moved that into Essex, and our one of the boys I met down here, we became very close, and and his dad started taking started taking us regularly. Um, and then when we got a bit older, we got season tickets when I was about thirteen or fourteen. Um, and then when I'd done the knowledge to become a cab driver, I had to get up just because I had no money. Um, and I got it back. I got it back. I don't know when I was twenty-two. And it, since I've been since twenty-two, I'm in a way every week. And here I am now talking Crazy. about it every week. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's true. It's like you know, yeah. Or, yeah and, and you know, you blink, and it's like you know. God, you just like you know some of the, it's like some of the older fans, like some of the more experienced fans. You know, they they you know nineteen seventy five or 90, even the eighties or whatever. You know, when they blink and it's forty years, fifty years on, and they're still still holding on to that. that we're going to win this thing one day, you know. And um, but it's, as you said, like, I mean, some some of it is a you know for some for guys like yourselves, it's a you know a, more of a, a location thing. You sort of born into the area. Um, I mean, I still think it's incredible when you see people and they've chosen to support West Ham. You know, they, they wanted to pick a team. You know, I, I, I interviewed, um, oh, oh, what's his name? Oh, from Chicago, Jason, Jason from Chicago. And and he picked West Ham because, because he was a big fan of the Cubs and the Cubs had won fuck all. And he went, I want to, I want to pick an English <laughs> club who hasn't won anything. And then he picked West Ham. And obviously the Cubs won the world series like a hundred years you know, since they last won it. So, you know, he's hoping he's hoping, but it's, it's, it's a funny club. It's a funny club. And I love it. And I, and I know what you mean about moving the stadium and it's like, it's like everything really, isn't it? Once you got used to a, a certain way, you know, he was at bowling for, you know, almost a hundred years. And so it is going to take time. And, and there are, you know, I think actually, the, the fact that we've got, you know, this success, you know, when the fans do come back in, as you said, they might come in, you know, it was a slightly more hostile place before everything happened. I think then they're going to come back. They've got a team they're proud of, you know, on the pitch and stuff. So we'll see, man. We'll see. But it's um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And I think next season is going to be interesting, especially with Europe. And I think I, I just I just think it's great if we get into Europe just for the fans, you know, and you've got your passport. And that's what I love. I've already got a flag on order. I've already got a flag on order. I'm, he's got, I'm he, has go. he got the bowling boys on it? Has he got hey, the bowling boys? Russ, you clearly know me too well already. <laughs> exactly what he's going to have. The bowling it. boys. So, yeah, subscribe. <laughs> yeah, Spotify links and everything. Yeah. But I think, but do you know, seriously, it's like I, and I, and I think, you know, because, and I've said it on a few, a few pod, a few of these episodes and stuff. You know, I'm, I'm all in favour. I'm, you know, Champions League would be amazing. It's a one in a once in a lifetime opportunity to be in the Champions League for us. But I really fancy. I'd love us to be in the shit, not the shit European, not the conference, but not the shit one. But I'd like to be in the conference because, you know, we're gonna. We're, oh, yeah. yeah, and 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 the reason is is we will probably go for a few, a few rounds as well. So yeah, there'll be yeah. a, you know, and. um but also, I just seen that Astro Astro Gugu have just won the Romanian Cup, haven't they, on penalties? So that, I think that yes. puts them in. I think that puts them into. The, <laughs> <laughs> like fuck off! Yes, They're fifteenth in the league away. or something like that. Yes, 
But you know what I mean? But I, 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 read, I really want us to play like some random teams in the in Liechtenstein and you know uh, <laughs> Estonia, you know, like farming yeah. villages where two thousand West Ham fans will just congregate on this really point, like one pub, <laughs> one hotel, and you just take over that village for two days, and there'll be stories that you'll be telling your grandkids about that day about that trip you know it's not the yeah. game but it's it's the it's the journey and uh, yes 100%, i'm buzzing yeah. i'm buzzing for it because we can we've seen you know yeah it's great it'd be great to go to the new camp and see west ham play but realistically yeah. we'd get turned over and 100%. you know so it's it's it'd be a shame it'd be a shame we got to the champions league and get knocked out of the qualifying stages but <laughs> it's, that's such a west ham thing but hey we, that's why we love them, man. That's why we love them, man. 100%. Do you remember your first game? Do you remember your first game? Do you know what? I feel like my dad took me and my brother, one of his mates, and it, we was playing Wimbledon at Upton Park. I'm, I must have been really young. I'm talking like four or five. And I've always got a vivid memory of that. I just fell asleep. And I woke up. <laughs> I woke up on on uh, I just woke up and then all like the bright lights were, were just still glaring down on me. Um, I, I couldn't tell you what the result was in that, but yeah, I, I, I believe was... it was Wimbledon. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I just believe it was Wimbledon. I just and I feel like I fell asleep at the game. That could be a complete lie, but that from from what mem- what memory I have, it, yeah, it was Wimbledon at Upton Park. Brilliant. I wonder if it's the Wimbledon game that Martin Allen talks about, where there was a twenty-two man pile up and uh, and Julian got <laughs> and Julian got sent off for double footing a uh, double foot tackling Dennis Wise about six foot in the air. It might have been. It might have been. No, you're lucky. That, might, been that, 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 that might have been what woke me up. <laughs> like, What's that? Oh, it's Dennis yeah. Wise flying over me. Oh, that's it. Oh, that's what, what are you doing? What are you doing, Dennis? Good luck and I'm a celebrity. Um, but yeah. Um, but no, it's yeah. It, but. But it doesn't matter, it's, you know, it's not necessarily the game, as you said, it's the light. You remember, you know, it's, it's more about the bright lights and the crowds. And, you know, I, I think I forget, you know, how, sort of, particularly now at London Stadium, you know, if it's 60,000 or even Upton Park when it was 36, 35, 36,000, that's a lot of people for a little kid to see. You know, yeah. I, I don't remember being scared or intimidated by all these fans. It's just really bizarre, you know, thinking about it, if I took my daughter and I threw her in a, a room with you know thirty thousand people. She's like screaming at herself. Us. Yeah, 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 screaming <laughs> like you know, like yeah. shouting. Get this come out in a black suit and stuff. And um, <laughs> it's 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 really it's really strange. It's really bizarre. But I never felt intimidated. I never. I think when I think I think my first game was right above the chicken run. I think we was in the old east stand. And I don't know. Was it? Yeah, it was in the old east stand. And I don't remember feeling intimidated or anything. It was. A, it's really weird thinking about it from from you know an outside perspective. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it, and it's yeah, I love it, man. I love it. And then once yeah, you go, yeah. yes, you're hooked. You're hooked, aren't yeah. you? You know, you, you want to go back again. You probably fell asleep for the next game, but irrespective <laughs> of that, irrespective of that, <laughs> I think that's the first one, uh, Sam, that we've had who have said, "Where did your first game?" I can't remember, but we are, I definitely fell asleep. <laughs> At least you're honest about it. You know, you didn't say, "Oh yeah, it was it was, it was a great game and we won two one." I just fell asleep. But you know, you well, I was lad, four really. or five, and it was under the light, so it would have been a. It was probably about half nine by the time. Uh, it was a bit bit late for me back then. Well past I mean? your bedtime, yeah, <laughs> exactly that. Yeah, bloody hell! <laughs> I suppose you didn't have far to go back home though, did you? So it wasn't too bad. No, yeah, I, I think we walked there as well. 
So yeah, it weren't far at all. Oh please. Who who's your uh, who's your hammer of the year this year? Oh, do you know what? I was I was deciding this earlier because I see it floating about on Twitter. Yeah, and it, it it's it, it's genuinely tough because they they have just all they've all been brilliant. Um, if you really had to push me on one, you you probably are maybe looking at. I'm trying to think. I'm probably going for Kufal really. Kufal yeah. right just to, for it to be his first season the way. He started and he, and he's given us everything that a West Ham yeah. fan wants. Yeah, I'm just I, I'm really trying to think about the question again. But, but... That's, but that's the great thing, though, Sam. The great thing is, is is you know, and I've asked that question for a few people in in the few, few recent episodes, and they've all come back with the same answer, which is it could be one of four or five, which yeah, is the 100%. first time I remember for a long time where that's the case. It's usually it was Pyatt, it was Declan Rice, it was yeah. it was Fabianski, you know, like straight away. But we're literally it could be one of four or five this season easily, um, oh. and that's a great thing. That's the yeah. that, that's what you want. That's what you want. A team, you know, a team all playing well where they could all potentially be hammer of the year. Um, he's my pick as well. I want to pick Sufal. Part of I'd love I'd love it because I just think it'd be amazing. Because as you said, his first season, you know, and obviously I'm still at the grounds and. Fuck! Like last game, honestly, that that uh, that uh, Everton game, God, he was the last player off the pitch by about ten minutes. Honestly, he was wow, just yeah. sitting there, like he's just distraught on the sideline. And I'm like, poor bugger, you know. <laughs> you know it's just I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see because when when you are when you're watching it on TV, you can only see. Don't get that. Yeah, you, you can see so much when you're actually there. You can see what they do off the ball. Yeah. And, and it's little That's things true. like that. that that behind the scenes thing West Ham do. I love yeah. watching that because you can yeah. see the bits you can't see on TV. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and Ku, like is it Kufal? Sufal, you said Sufal, yeah, Sufal, yeah, Sufal, yeah, yeah. So like the way he comes across, I think he done the same at City, and when we lost to one, yeah. And 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 these guys, even and Sarchek, they're they're used to winning things as well. So yeah. Definitely, they'll they'll, they'll be think... fighting so for now to, to the end of the oh, season, hundred yeah. percent. Definitely, I think I think they'll be one and two. Sufal and Suchek will be one or two. Either one, one, either one will win. The other one will be runner up, I reckon. Just because also everyone else has got injured at some point. You know, Bond has yeah. got injured, Presswell has got injured, Declan Rice has got injured. You know, they've all got injured at, at yeah. some point. Those two haven't. And uh, no, yeah, it'd be great. And I, I always I, think it's a struggle to go over the season, like because Declan Rice, for instance, has been injured now. Yeah. A lot of people will remember now. Rather yes. than the season as a whole, so like what you're saying there about the injuries, yeah, Suchek and Kufal, uh, Sufal would have been there the whole whole time, and yeah. that's what people will remember likely as we're going into the closing well, stages. It's, it's the same as it's the same as you know when they do the the players play at the PFA Player of the Year, they they vote for it in February or something like that, and like someone like Jesse Lingard. You know, he had like his January was good, but his February, March, eight was was amazing. He had three or four <laughs> awesome months. <laughs> yeah. And it's just the way it works. You know, it's like you know, you could have an absolute stinky. You'd be playing really well, and then maybe you have a shitter from from March onwards, and you could win the PFA award because they were voted for it in in, in February. So yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just want them to. I want the Czech boys to get it because I just want the uh, the Czech ambassador to just turn up and like be that his head would explode. You know, know, I love yeah. him. I love him. He's brilliant. He's such good I value. And I just, it, yeah. 
yeah every, everyone does doesn't it? it's funny how like everyone's <laughs> and he's just so funny he's just so cool and he's such a west ham fan and then obviously when we played burnley and they had vidra didn't they vidra was there as well and he was trying to remain sort of you know diplomatic but you could tell (laughs) i love it It, it's just oh it's just lovely it's just a lovely vibe around the club at the moment around as you said those back at the back the fact is we're winning more games so we're doing more of those behind the scene things which is good and the training things which are good um but yeah honestly it's things like you know things that some people don't see so obviously i'm at the game four hours before kickoff so i'm there really early so you know about an hour and a half all the players come out in their tracksuit bottoms them and they, they do a lap of the pitch all together what round yeah. pitch? No, I've never seen that before. Never seen that before. And they and it's brilliant because you see them all jostling, taking the piss out of each other, and it's just shows <laughs> the vibe of the team, man. And uh they had they did a huddle. They did a huddle the other day. They didn't work, they, they lost, but they did a huddle. And I love a huddle. I love it when a team, you know, gets <laughs> yeah. before kickoff. It reminds but me it, of it um, does, don't it? It shows, like the spirit yeah. around the around the place and that. We used to do it. Um, what was it? The Great Escape one. We used to do that. Cause they used to the huddle, and then we used to play. Do da 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 da. They used to break up. It was so so cheesy, so cheesy. Oh, I love it. Can't wait. I'm so excited about fans being back in the state. It's been too long. It's been weird. I've hated it. It has. Hated it. Yeah. Don't mind. Get. I'll be honest. I don't mind the commute there now. The commute there was good because I've got a car park space. So you know, it took me 20 minutes, 25 minutes to get back from Hornchurch. So it wasn't too bad. But yeah, we've got doing alright. Yeah, I know, but. You know, last time I got on the train actually was probably because my my office shut about the same time. I think the last time I got on a train would have been the Man United game. The time before that would have been the Southampton game. It's gonna be weird going back in the train, mate. But uh, yeah. doesn't matter. Anyway, let's get on to your Hammers eleven, Sam. So obviously Ooh. everyone we've had on the channel, apart from Harry Redknapp, Ian Bishop, and Nigeria Coker, has given us a Hammers eleven. So the idea being is you can pick whoever you want. Doesn't have to be the best. Doesn't have to be the worst. Could be whatever you want. The cult heroes doesn't matter. The only rule is you have to be alive to have seen and play. That's the only rule. Yes. Otherwise, we'd have all put Bobby Moore in, Trevor Brook in, Billy Bonds. You me never saw them. I saw them manage. I saw two out of those three manage, but never saw them play. So you know we were stuck with Gary Breen and uh, <laughs> John, and Jonathan Spector. Yeah. But then there's that one game. Jonathan Spector had that one game, didn't he? That Man Man, Man, Man United game where he was like yeah. prime prime like iniesta wasn't he He was awesome that game bless him. <laughs> um so that's what we do so who's in goal for the sam bowling boys 11 who's in goal robert green green pretty straight yeah pretty straightforward for me like i say so i've been an emma like, i'd say for 30 years but yeah realistically my memory serves me from probably around the early 2000s um yeah. and that's sort of when i started going and then, obviously, since I've been going week in, week out. So, yeah. So, in that time, for me, it's Robert Green. Uh, I always remember, I think, Ronaldo, when they man you played in that white get up to part, he pulled off just an amazing save uh, from Ronaldo. I mean, the game against Arsenal, that speaks for itself. Uh, the game at Man U as well, the end of that season. And then also, didn't he go on a little spree, I think, of saving, like, three four five penalties in a row yeah something like that he was um he is we've we have we've had lots of goalkeepers on the channel and i think it was jimmy i think jimmy walker was saying and roy carroll actually said that he was he was the hardest trainer they've ever seen you know, he was amazing you know there was the that, i mean everyone talks about that arsenal game arsenal away where he made like four or five 
10, 12, whatever, like one on ones. Yeah. And and they they said, funny enough, it was like on the on the Friday before the game, they'd gone in, they'd, they'd, they'd trained, they got dressed, they'd had something to eat, they're just about to I don't know, go down the one nine five or something in Epping. And Greeno <laughs> was still out there with Ludo doing one on ones for like two yeah. or three hours afterwards and it and it paid off. And um yeah, he was a phenomenal goalkeeper for us. And it was there for a long time. And you know, he came down with us, obviously we went yes. down, he stayed there as well, which I love. Um and yeah, no, he was a good. He was a I mean, goalkeeper. Isn't a position that we've had much of a problem by about six months last year, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but it shows you the importance of a goalkeeper. I mean, when Roberto came in, the wheels went off. Pellegrini got sacked and everything. You know, it was crazy the effects a goalkeeper can make. But uh, yeah, we'll put we'll put Greeno in. Greeno's in. Right, defense first defender. Then who we got? Right now, I've sort of gone. I've got I've got a load of right footers at, at the back. I've got four defenders and they're, and they're all right footed. So we'll we'll slip them in some way. But the first is uh, Ginge. I think yeah. I'd imagine he's got to be in quite a few people's teams. But for yeah. me, he just epitomises everything at West Ham. Uh, I mean, he wears his art on his sleeve. I think nowadays he's got claret and blue blood as well. And and every game you just knew you was getting hundred percent from him. It's true. It's true. And, he, and, and I mean, you know, he's you now we talk about we talk about those types of things where, you know, someone like Ginge, you know, we want people who are going to put their body on the line, that type of thing for the club. And as you said, bleed, claret and blue. And, and he, he epitomised that, didn't he, really? Yeah. Um, he was. Yeah. And he speaks, obviously, so highly of the club as well. So now I. Uh, yeah, that's a fair. It's a fair shout. Putting old Ginge in. Uh, right. Who's next? Then? Who's next? Uh, so I just on Ginge, I just want to say I was really Brilliant. disappointed as well with the uh, he didn't really get a send off. I'd always no, love true. to, yeah, yeah, I'd always like to see him mean. back one day just to give him a proper one. Uh, but my next one is Winston Reed. Reed, that's another one, similar, similar thing, isn't it? Really, yeah, probably a few obvious reasons. I mean, the Millwall goal, an absolute banger. Uh, yeah. so that's that's in there. The main one, the last goal, uh, Upton Park. Uh, with a brilliant time, and I think, I think he really, he really wanted to play for the club. Uh, was it the Olympics? I think he decided to stay away from the New Zealand team so he could concentrate when we just got promoted with us. And he proved to be a leader as well in so many ways. And even at the London Stadium, he already scored a 94th minute winner against Sunderland uh, yeah. when we won one 0 And at the time, I was sitting right next to the uh, Sunderland fans, like literally. Yeah. <laughs> the next one along and it was one of them we, we got beat by Southampton 3 one week and it was just torture but then when Winston Reed popped up with that left foot banger in 94th minute and just there giving them what for it was a that was a good one but yeah really for me he's, he's, especially while I've been watching the club he's got so many special and iconic moments uh, for West Ham yeah. I, I don't see how he can't be in there no, it's a great shot. And you're right, he's 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 always going to be woven into the history of West Ham, isn't he? Just for that, you know, as you said, that that goal against Man United morning, I think the last goal yeah. of the bowling. And um and it's really I mean, I, it's great to see him like playing some games at Brentford as well, you yes. know, because although he hasn't played recently because um Pontus is back, but you know, it's great to have him having a having a run, you know, because he, he you know he's 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 done his he's done his injury and he's he's you know he's he's he played a few games at Kansas and and again it's a similar thing to James Collins isn't it he'll probably whimper out so to speak in terms of not necessarily getting the send off particularly now you know I don't know 
when his contract runs out, but it's probably going to be the end of this year, I'd imagine. So, yeah, yeah, it's going to be, a, it's, I think, be a, a similar situation, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, he was great. And obviously, you know, didn't didn't start particularly well, did he? When he joined us, he wasn't no. particularly great. Um, and then the champion, we had, actually, we, we had, um, we were talking, I was talking to a guy, a player today, an ex-player who was part of that championship team that went up and he he spoke about Winston Reid and so how you know he he was quite low on confidence and then he then the championship team turned up and Big Sam just got him under his wing and turned him into a fantastic and he was you know arguably one of the best defenders in the Premier League when he went up um, yeah. in terms of centre-backs and no, it's a good, yeah, really. And obviously, complete contrast to James Collins. You know, they, they were both around for the similar times, about nine years, haven't they? I think both of them, or, you know, albeit Collins had a bit of a break. Yeah. But completely different personalities. You know, Collins is very fiery and Reed was more... <laughs> well, he Can't was. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's, he's, well, he was, you know, he's a Kiwi and he played mostly football in Denmark. So they not necessarily very, you know, rah, you know, type players. So, you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to describe Winston really he's not very raw there we go that'll be clipped um so no yeah good shout okay so we put Collins and we'll put Reed in who's next yes so for me uh I've gone with Anton Ferdinand um oh, I like Anton. yes I mean he's an academy graduate he's got a few standout moments as well um I mean his goal against Fulham uh now he isn't in my team but what helped me out with Anton as well, his partnership with Slabhead, I think they used to nickname him, Elliot Ward yeah, um, yeah. at the time. Uh, Elliot Ward is actually another one of my my favourites. Yeah. Them two together, I, I don't know, I just thought they were brilliant. Like they, were, they were brilliant. Uh, they were brilliant, that, yeah. They had a really good connection together. And, and for me, like Anton obviously went on to take us into the, into the Premier League and that as well uh, and play and have a bit of a career in there. But... Um, yeah, so for me, Anton will be in there. And I also think, as a West Ham fan, he, he feels what we feel. Definitely. Even, Definitely. even now, when at the time, I remember he, he missed a penalty in the FA Cup final. Yeah. You could see like he was just distraught about it. And even now, yeah. when, you, when you're watching him tweet and things like that, he's, he, he, just, he feels what we feel. And, and for someone Definitely. like me... I, I love I love someone like that. So yeah, Anton's in there. Definitely, day. he he surprised me when I interviewed him how much of a West Ham fan he was. Do you know what I mean? You know, because um, but then you get you think back and it's like I mean, funny. You know, he was particularly with Rio as well. He was at the club since he was well, he's, he's three years younger, some four years younger than Rio, something like that. So when Rio was training as a kid, he was there as well. As yeah. you know, he's sort of like plus one and then obviously then he got into the in the, in the lower <laughs> league so to speak in the in the lower age group so you know he's been there for he was there for years and uh really surprised me how much he loved the club you know because yeah he sort of assumed but he really does love the club and as you said yeah it's, it gives you that sense of pride that he takes pride that you know that we've got a you know uh, and then particularly when it came to the playoffs i was talking to him about the playoffs and he said you know i i don't forget russ i was there when i was like 11 so i knew Betty the tea lady, I knew this. And so it's not just my, yeah, I'll get a pay rise type thing because I'm playing in the Premier League and that's great. Yeah. But I'm playing for Betty. I'm playing for them. And if we don't go up, the parachute payments go down. She might be out of a job. So actually it's a lot of fucking pressure. And I was like, do you know yeah. what? I never thought about that. I really never thought about that. So he opened my eyes a little bit to that old Anton. But yeah. So we put Rido, we put Collins, we'll put Anton. Who else is going to be in this, in this back four? Yes. Back for the final one, it's got to be another Czech, 
Um, Thomas Repka. Oh, I love Thomas Repka. I love Thomas Repka. <laughs> and just so for cool. me, yeah, he just, he just absolute raw passion from the geezer. Yeah. Um, just throughout his old star. I know <laughs> he didn't have the best of starts to life no. at West Ham and that, and I think. <laughs> but he probably, in the same way, it was like, he probably did because he just, you know, for, for a certain subset of the fan base, it endeared him, it endeared them to him because he was a nutter. And, you know, <laughs> and, we, and, and so he, by getting sent off a couple of times in his first three games, it sort of went, oh my God, we've got, you know, because obviously we didn't, you know, Julian was not, not around. And so he was like, you know, oh, hard man, you know, and he was, he was an absolute nutter. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, oh, funny story. We had plenty of funny stories about him, particularly from the players, you know, trying to talk about <laughs> you know. And obviously he had more of a an interesting life after retiring from football. Yes. You know. I've, I've read um, a few stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't know if you, <laughs> David, David James, I don't know if you knew him. He talked Thomas, and he didn't know any of these stories about Thomas Repka. So I was telling well, him all these stories about, oh, yeah, don't you, when he – you know, he uh, he bought, he hired cars and then sold them as high his own cars and all that. Yeah, legend. He's still, he's still he, he also, uh, so like, he also he also gave me his shirt once after after oh. a game. So for that reason as well, he's always always been one of show. my favourites. We yeah. had a story with uh, one of the guys who we've had on called Mick Mick Clifford. He, he's he's got something like seven hundred and eighty match-worn shirts he's, he's incredible he's he's check him out he's, he's, yeah it's amazing on twitter um, and uh he tells a story of he, he's he lives in sweden and they were playing a swedish uh, like when they had pre-season tours and um he knew where the hotel was where the, where the players were and he brought a czech shirt that thomas wore and he wanted him to sign it and um repka refused to sign it because he was like he had number five at the back and he went no repka too not Repka yeah, yeah. five, and Mick's like, no, this you wore this shirt against Andor and da 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 da. No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> so Mick went back to his house and got the photo of him wearing the shirt. Right, brought it wow. back, and then um, he uh, he tried to get him, bring him down. I think it was Don Hutchinson and Sean Byrne. They they said, oh, we'll uh, give it to us. We'll sort it out. And apparently, what they did was they literally just put it on his chair for breakfast, and he came down and saw this picture because he's obviously got him wind up by it already and just storm and just literally went and just like literally ran back up and he never got the shirt signed never no. got the shirt signed but oh brilliant oh, I love him I love Repka he's another but then the passion you're right he's like that last game where he was like crying his eyes out you know yes. we were, probably the first time ever that's that I reckon fans have sung a song to him really you know it's like yeah. you know, to you know so it must have been quite emotional, but uh, even now he scares me. Scares me on on Instagram. He just looks still looks scary. <laughs> I'm trying to get on the show, and he doesn't speak, and he keeps messaging me back. And when he messages me back, even like even I know he's in like the Prague, but I still yeah. get scared as it comes up. You know, like the end, <laughs> and it's just just three. It might be just a thumb up, thumb up, but you just think he's he's gone. You know, literally a little bit of aggression. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love him. I love him. He'd be hilarious. Right. Okay. So that, that's your back four. You're not getting much change if you're a set, if you're a forward with that back four, I'm telling you. Um, no chance. Right. Midfield. Let's go to midfield. Who's your first midfielder then? Right. My first one uh, is because he's pretty, uh, well, he's, he's, he's an Adelaide's player, but Declan Rice, he's got going there for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, I, I think he's world class already. 
Yeah, me too. Um, he, up until recently, he hadn't missed a game since he started playing football with us. Crazy. He, yeah, and for me, just everything, everything I like about football, you've got like your Neymars, your Messi's, Cristiano, and all that. They'll do, they'll do the hardest part of the game. But for me, sometimes that's also doing the most basic stuff as well. And he, I like speechless talking about because he just doesn't do anything wrong. Like you no. literally never yeah. see him. And if he does do something wrong, all of a sudden he's about a bad game but yeah that's because of the, he's he's not a bad game that's even that's been too hard because he just never does have one but he it's sets true. such a high standard yes he, I, I genuinely can't can't think of when he's had a bad game because even no. like i say if he misplaces two or three passes that's when you've gone oh that wasn't that good today but really all he's done is yeah misplaced two. Yeah, he, yeah, he's, yeah. he's honestly for me just, yeah he's he set such a high standard. I, I personally have never seen someone like that at West Ham. Yeah. Um, not like I say, since I've been going, since I've been watching them and things like that. I've never seen someone because I think he'll go right to the very top as well. Yeah, right to the very top. It's going to be without us, unfortunately. But I, I do, I do think he's that good. I really do. I do. I totally agree with you, man. I tell you, and it's true. He has like a seven out of ten, maybe one game. And you're like, oh, his head's gone. He's, he's, that's it. He's going to Chelsea. Do you remember? It's like it was in the, it was yeah, in the beginning of the yeah. season. Oh, he's he's gone. He's going to Chelsea. Definitely. No, no it's because he played three international games in about <laughs> seven days. And as you said, he only played a seven out of ten because he sets himself such highs. But what I love about Declan Rice is he doesn't stop learning. So you know, he, you know, there's there was a period this season where he tried to do free kicks, where he's been trying yeah. these knuckleball free kicks. Or, yeah, we heard about you know, that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that stopped a little bit, Sid. Um, but, you know, he's trying it and, you know, he's he's doing a lot more forward runs and, and we see when he's not in the team now, Suchek is 50, 60% of the player that he is when Declan Rice, less than Declan Rice is there because they, yeah. they work so well together as a pair. They come as a pair. And um, I think it's brilliant, honestly. I, I, oh, I'm the same as you. Sometimes I get speechless about how good a player he is. Yeah, um, I- and people, but people are starting to realise it now. Do you know what I mean? It was almost like outside of West Ham, people went, "Oh, Declan Rice, all he does is pass it left and right. He doesn't do anything." But I think people are. I think it was that. Was it Poland? We played Poland, and he played an absolute brilliant game. Yeah. And then people are like, actually, he's quite good. This Declan Rice, he's all right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's like me and Jack Grealish. I, I, you know, it winds me. I, I never really saw see you know this mercurial player it's because i don't watch 90 minutes of aston villa every game in the same way that no one watches apart from your west ham fan you're gonna watch 90 minutes of west ham so it's the same thing but declan rice all the way to the top um i hope he stays for the next couple of years um takes over from mark and and just becomes the main man for a couple of seasons at least so that we'll see what happens in it Uh, have you got got any information on that is that possible (laughs) I have no, I, I, I don't know. I, I literally don't know nothing. I literally said no, nothing, honestly. Um, yeah. For me, I think personally, if I was, you know, personally, I think with, with Declan, he knows, he knows that Mark's leaving in eight, at the end of next season. Yeah. Um. He's not, a, he's a very clever person. He's not stupid. And, and he knows, you know, when Mark plays a six, we put him down for a seven because he's Mark Noble. 
he does get, you know, I know he gets a lot of, he lets a lot of pelters, but he does get a lot of, you know, lenience because he's Mark Noble. And for yeah. me, Declan knows if he, le- you know, after Mark's gone next season, after the end of next season, and I've said it before, I wish we still had the turrets because, and I'd love if, you know, if, if there was like a ceremonial key and Declan would have, and Mark could pass over the key to the castle and then Declan could be, you know, the main <laughs> man, the poster boy, the big fish in a small pond. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, he could go to City and, but I think he's what he'll be in, you know, he wouldn't be elevated in the same way that, I mean, you, you, you said, you know, he hadn't played, he didn't miss a game. He's played 140 odd games for us and he's 21, 22, something like that already. He could, yeah. in theory, he would well surpass Mark Noble's appearances. He could even surpass Bobby Moore's appearances. Maybe even Billy, you know, probably not. But you know what I mean. It's like he could be yeah, yeah, yeah. in that top echelon of of West Ham greats. But look, we'll see. I mean, I was I don't know if you listened to um uh, Peter Crouch did a, a podcast with Mark Noble. Yes. He, he had Mark on it. Amazing, definitely listen to it. If you haven't seen it? It's fantastic. Listen, fantastic. And 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 Peter Crouch talks about how he's jealous of Mark staying at one club and playing all those games because he's going to be known as a West Ham legend. He's Crouch has been Spurs and Southampton, yeah, Southampton and QPR and Stoke. Not enough time to be considered a legend at one of their clubs. Yeah, but Mark Noble is a legend, and he's and he hasn't won anything. He's just stood stood still. He stayed at the club that's gone up and down, up and down, and up and down. And he's he, he was really jealous. And I think, you know, that type of him, that type of conversation, Dex going to pick up on things like that. You know, and he's not yeah. silly. And so, yeah. That's my thought. That's me off my soapbox. Right. Who's next? Declan Rice, who's next? <laughs> well, talking about Mark Noble. <laughs> I he, always he, fucking do this. Yeah. Uh, he was always going to be, he was always yeah. going to be in there. Uh, like I say, yeah. like, I'm I'm 30 now. And what Mark is he? Is he just turned 33 or 34 Some maybe? Like 33, 34 or something, yeah. Yeah. So for me, I, I literally feel like he's lived that my boyhood dream in yeah. front of me. Yeah. And, and everything you say to yourself as a kid when you're going, oh, if I was playing for West Ham, what would I do? He's done exactly that. Like, if, if we got relegated and, and a Premier League team coming for me, I'd stay West Ham because I'm loyal, yeah. I'm a West Ham boy. And he actually, yeah. done, it. He actually done it in yeah. real time. I know that he might maybe didn't have the most glamorous of offers, but when we went down um, twice as well, he, he, he had offers and, and he chose yeah. to stay loyal. So, something like that, I'm forever grateful. So, something... Oh, a lot of the stick he gets, I think he's vastly unwanted. I think he knows as much as anyone what he can and can't do. Yeah. Um, especially this season, he's, he's he is coming in to try and do a job, and and he's still getting stick. And you just think like, but Mark knows what he can and can't do. Like he's coming in to do a job, and he's doing that same job. He isn't yeah. Declan Rice. Not a lot of people in the world are Declan Rice. He isn't gonna do what Declan does. But for people to say that. He shouldn't be nowhere near the team in that no more. I, I think it's complete. I genuinely think it's complete load of rubbish. He, he's a very good footballer, and he's been in the Premier League, other than the relegation. He's been in the Premier League his whole career, and not just anyone does that. Totally so, right. and, and like I say, like yeah, for me, he's lived that my dream in real time. So it it would always goes down as one of my favourites for sure. Hundred percent. Totally agree. I totally agree. But also, I think with him as well, he's just, he has, and I think it's a really sweet thing what you said, he actually has lived 
all our boyhood dreams and you know and he was and again that peter kratz thing was is brilliant because he was that kid who who sneaked in under the gate you know under the rails and, and got <laughs> yeah. him when he was you know he's after and it, i love the story about you know his debut and then he walks home to his house and yeah that, and again th- there's a bit about the old school about that you know we i've interviewed people like brian Deere and stuff like that and yeah bobby moore would get the bus in and he would get on his and brian would get on his bicycle and bike back to his house and you know it was a bit about that old school mentality of west ham players living in the area and and uh, I mean, you know, one thing I always talk about, Mark, is last season when we played Chelsea, um, he wasn't starting. And it, it really, it's one of my massive bugbears. I didn't record it because, you know, when you say, we know he's a West Ham fan. We know that, we know that. But, you know, I actually saw him watching a game. He was literally in front, sitting down in front of me in a disabled area. And I was watching him, watching the game. I was watching the game as well, but, you know. And he was watching like you and me would watch it. He'd yeah. kick every ball, you know. And when Yama scored that that third goal, he celebrated it like you and me would celebrate it in your bed, in, in your in your in your in your lounge, you know, because yeah. you couldn't go there. And you know, it was it was it was amazing to see, and just reaffirmed how much of a West Ham boy he really is. So yeah, um, and he's he's gonna be one of those players, you know. When when he's not there, you're gonna miss him. You're gonna 100%. miss him when he's not there. So um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we'll see. But we'll put we'll put we'll put Noble in. Um right, who's next? Uh right now, this is one that when I've done my fantasy seven aside on my own podcast, this one yeah. got a lot of laughs and I still don't understand why, but for me, Hayden Mullins. I'd I, I oh, no, no, definitely. No, no, that's a great shout. And what Hayden what Mullins. I've noticed as well putting these in, is there I don't know if it's because I sort of played that position as a kid but they're all kind of like defensive midfielders yeah, yeah but but i also look at them like i said earlier about Declan rice they're also they're also three players that for me done the hard graft and, and played the easy ball there's nothing yeah. too spectacular about these players but for me they, they gave me as a west ham fan everything i wanted someone they gave 100 percent. they they never like backed out of a challenge they, they was always in the face of the opposition and yeah, and they, and they gave hundred percent all the time. And Hayden Mullins was just another one of them for me. And I think I've still got an emotional attachment to that red card he got against oh. Liverpool. Uh, against Liverpool, because I was to this day, I'm so gutted for him. He he was having yeah. such a good season. I'm so gutted for him, and I've always felt the FA should have done more to let someone live their dream and play yeah. an FA Cup final. It's, it's always it's, it, clearly it's always got to me. And yeah. um, but yeah, Mullins though, yeah, just like the other two, he played in that position and he gave everything. He was quite a simple player, but I don't know, I suppose that's the type of uh, the type of football but, I like. Do you know, <laughs> but you know, firstly, on that FA Cup thing, definitely because like you know, he was integral to our team and he was more of a loss to us than Louis Garcia was to Liverpool, yeah. weren't it? And, yeah. and it was just typical because I think him playing. Would have arguably stopped in that midfield. Gerard may not not know never have got that ball. Um and so yeah, it's like it's such a West Ham thing, like a sliding yeah. doors moment, isn't it? And it really was. But the thing about Hayden Mullins is um when we've interviewed lots of I mean obviously we, I think we interviewed like over 70 players or something ridiculous like that. And there's certain players who get picked by the t- the players all the time, but not necessarily by the fans. And Mullins is one of them. So like um 
like we've, we've had on recently. Bobby Zamora put, picked him, like, you know, uh, Matthew Effington picked him. Um, even Luke, Luke Chadwick played him at right back to get him in the team. And, and, and it was because he did the simple, you know, he made us all yeah. play. And, um, and so, and it was great because I said to Bobby, I said, Bobby, you know, Mullins never gets picked by a lot of fans because they don't understand football. So there we go. So clearly, Sam, you understand football. That's why people need to subscribe to the Bowling Boys because you understand <laughs> football. That has been, that's yeah. basically, you know, endorsed by Bobby Zamora. There we go. Well, I'll be getting okay. that straight on the podcast next week because it's become a, it's become a bit of a running joke yeah. when a guest comes on. And uh, the fact I picked Taylor Mullins, everyone... Everyone seems to have a bit of a giggle about it, but there you go. Someone who knows the Z- football. The Z Man <laughs> says it. You can clip it. You can go into the YouTube, find it, clip it. He does say because they don't understand football, Russ. That's why they don't pick Aidan Mullins. But I know, but I know what you mean. They just, you know, you need those players. When it's like I, I always see like a player like Mullins even before that, um, like Pete Butler in the early nineties. Uh, Jeff Pike in the 80s. It's these sort of players who do the hard yards and a bit like Declan Rice, really. I don't think, you know, we realised, we knew he was going to miss him, but I don't think we realised how much we were going to miss him until he wasn't there. Um, yeah. It's almost like a, a puzzle and you've got that, they're like the last piece and it's not until you put the whole puzzle together that you realise you really need that last piece to complete it. And that's what he was and that's what Hayden Mullins was for sure. Absolutely for sure. Great yeah. shout. Right, okay, we've got Noble, we've got Rice, we've got Mullins. Who's next? Uh, right, again, so... In, in my in my own seven aside team, I've, I actually put on that everything, but he, I've taken him out because after after a few um after a few more and a few other people putting him in, I actually had to rethink and he's definitely right. But Dean Ashley's got to go in there. Yeah, but Dean Ashley. Yeah, for for me, Dean Ashley's in now. Um, like I mean, the FA Cup final, the FA Cup run, yeah. uh, the facts he, he got an England call up with us. I, I know. That didn't quite go according <laughs> to plan. Free, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think he probably the only like again. So since I've been watching the boys in that, probably the only striker who we've ever really had in my eyes. Yeah, proper like, like proper striker. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, proper number nine who, who we've had, and I'm I'm so glad we didn't get to see more of him. And yeah. I, I listen, I listen to him. I think he'd done something on Sky Sports, just talking about like his career and that. And it's mm. actually, it's, it's so sad the way it ended, and yeah. and what he what he went through to overcome not the injury, but to overcome the mental battle of actually mm. not being able to play football again. Yeah. And for someone who was that talented for that to happen to, it's I, I'm I'm really yeah, glad for him, and I, and I wish mm. it, God knows what we could have done. And gone on to if if he had stayed for it because it he was look, looking back at it he he was brilliant yeah he was man he was he's the player that Harry Kane wishes he was I say it all the time because because Harry Kane's a good player he's a good player he's a good, he's a great yeah. forward but he ain't gonna do no bicycle kicks against Man United is he <laughs> or, or, against, he, or the he testimonial when he's got one leg you know what I mean yeah when but when you when you honestly look well when I look back at him when someone said that to me. Yeah. I thought, how on earth have I left him out? Because then when I looked back at him, I just thought, like, he actually did. He, he oh, yeah, left foot, it. right foot, Edda. Yeah. A bit of he, pace he was, to get it, past. It, it, it was brilliant. And it, it's probably because of his injury, I've kind of overlooked him. Yeah. At yeah, the time. Yeah. But, but, but when yeah. you really think about it and take your time, like I've, I've, I've had to on here, 
he, he, what, he was one of, he put, well, yeah, the best striker I've probably seen at the club. Yeah. Since I've been complete, following yeah. them. For sure. For sure, most complete striker. He was in my team for that exact reason. I just didn't think he had everything. And uh, may not have been at West Ham for too long. Fair enough. He may well be at Man United in partnering Rooney. I mean, but for England particularly, you know, they yeah. were crying out for a partner for Rooney. He would have been that man for many years. Um, just as you said. And it's one of those things like, like nowadays, I think that's why I take such, I, ha- I have such a, not hatred of England, like international matches, but like I don't necessarily watch the England games. I'll be t- I'll be a total turncoat come the Euros. I'll be like you know face painting everything, you know, <laughs> be down Emery's face painting it. But like, but like you know the international breaks and stuff like that. I hate because I just want Declan Rice to come back not injured, and and, and D- Dean Ashton has caused that for me. So literally, yeah. I, won't, I won't actually watch the match. I'll just look at the BBC and just go, oh, Declan's been it, said it, subbed off. And I'll just make sure that it wasn't for an injury. And I'm happy, you know. But um, yeah. it's a shame because you do want your players to be playing in the club. Because it looks good like as a club. Yeah, it is yeah. a pinnacle for them. And uh, and someone like, you know, someone like Mark Noble um, never got that chance. Never got that chance. And uh, yeah, a travesty. Right, okay. Dino's in. We've got two more spots. Who's next? Great escape, Carlos Tevez. Carlitos. Um, just, I, I remember it so well. Um, I think on the last game that season as well, at home, was it Bolton? I stood outside and he come out and, and he shook my hand. And I've never washed it. <laughs> never washed it since. Um, but no, no, honestly, no. But he, again, he was just... You, you, you put him up there with Declan Weiss, didn't you? Like that, that elite level type player. And although he didn't come good until what maybe the second half of the season or whatever, for that for those games that he was good, he, he was he was just superb. And every time he got, I just remember that we played Chelsea at home. I think we actually lost the game, um, but he, he scored from outside the box. And just every, every time he picked up the ball that night, Carlos can do something. If if Carlos yeah. if someone's going to beat Chelsea, Carlos is going to be the one to do it. Um, and, and it became like that every game and he, he scored so many important goals towards the end of that season uh, he, he made a great partnership with Bobby Zamora Bobby Zamora should well be in this 11 side team but he isn't but he, he was another great player but yeah but Carlos he was just for someone like me to be able to watch someone like that for a season you, yeah. you, you don't forget a player that easy do you know what I mean and, and, and that passion he showed when he scored that Tottenham goal do you know what I mean? He's running into the crowd and all that. It's, it's things like that as a West Ham fan. You absolutely love it. You love and adore it. Love and adore that. You do. Of... And, it, it, and it, again, it's like it's an iconic moment, isn't it? Um, again, yeah, something which yeah. is written in our, you know, we haven't got any, particularly in our, our sort of era, we haven't had, had much success. So things like that, you know, <laughs> will, will stay, you know, the fact that he celebrated yeah. a goal, you know, it seems a bit silly. But it's, as you said, it's all, and it's, I think it was, I think when we interviewed Anton, he spoke about that goal saying that's when Carlos Tevez knew what it was like to be a West Ham fan because yeah. he didn't necessarily understand the whole rivalry with Tottenham and he saw that and understood and was like asking questions and about and then he sort of got it and um yeah no he was again you're right he didn't necessarily stay he wasn't lost for long at all barely turned up into the last half dozen games but <laughs> he was he was again part of that part of that history Part of our history, man. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll put Carlitos in. So there's one more spot. We got one more spot. Yes, one more spot. And uh, he left under not the best of circumstances, but again, just for for how good he was and for what he'd done for us and and 
and the crowd and to, to be able to watch him for that season he had. But uh, Dimitri yeah. Payet has just got going there. It's yeah. just... You become speechless again talking about talking about he is, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole season, what it was, everything going on, and just like, like just how good he, he was, incredible. Like, yes, that I, I went up to Blackburn in the FA Cup. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, know that, I know that was a championship side and all that, but just the, the way he played the game, the free kick, the goal we scored, the, the like the open play goal we scored. The free kick against Palace, even the goals in that against Newcastle when he's taking them like first, like he was just honestly sensational that season. Uh, that season, yeah. and it, he simply probably one of like other than I suppose a lot of people for them now have Decanio, but I didn't really get to see Decanio. No, right. sort of, yeah, it's the other um, Yeah, so for me, Pye is someone I got to watch like that, and. He, he was like he, he was he was just brilliant, and even the goal in the London Stadium against Middlesbrough. How many, yeah. how many people can do yeah. that? And I've got to watch do that. And there ain't many. And he, nah. yeah, he, I don't know, I don't know really what else to say about because he was just nah, simply, he was a special he was player. Wasn't he? It yeah, it's like, yeah. exactly what he said. You know, it's it's like there's not going to be many opportunities in our lifetime that we will watch a player who's uh, who's who's basically plays so well that he's he, he's played himself into the Ballon d'Or nominations. While he's playing for West Ham, you know, not 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 saying you know, it's not like us getting messy when he's like fifty, and you know, it's, it, he actually was that good. He was the thirteenth best player in the world, or something ridiculous like that season, or something ridiculous, you know, voted for. Um, he was special, and you, and I, I don't. It's not just necessarily him, but you're right. It's him and just that season as well, and what it meant to every West Ham fan. Yeah those things intertwined and the right manager and, you know, and he is that, you know, we all love that Maverick player. We love him or Di Canio or Joe Cole or Alan Devonshire and these sort of incredibly skillful players. And he was one of them. And um, he was, a yeah, he was just a pleasure to watch. And as you said, you know, there wasn't many situations before or after you get a free kick and you're thinking, this is like Mark Noble taking a penalty. <laughs> Really, realistic. He was going to hit yeah. the target. He's going to do yeah. something, and um, yeah, and again, you know, quite similar to sort of this season now, when he got injured. In the same way, I think our season sort of not derailed, but we lost a few games when Declan got injured. When he got injured in that season, we were riding high in the Champions League spots, really, and he got yeah. injured and came back a bit. You know, we was like, we, we the struggled West to get. Yes, yeah, the West Ham way, isn't it? It's the West Ham yeah. way. It's the West Ham way. I think. Yeah. I think Arsenal. I think Arsenal beat a beat Chelsea. So that's good. Um, happy days. With Pyatt as well. Uh, even when he eventually got the called up, called up to the French squad in the Euros, it was yeah. like there was a sense of pride of that. Like the French squad have taken this player from West Ham. Definitely. Yeah. And and he carried that form in, into. It was the Euros, wasn't it? Twenty sixteen. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he carried that form in there, and I remember he nearly scored that volley. Yeah. Um, they were and he and he smashed a bar, and and just even that to have someone from West Ham at the top of their game taking yes. France to to the yes. final of the Euros again. It was just another bit of like you sit at home as soon as England got knocked out to Iceland and whatnot. You didn't Real sit French, there, but, yeah, 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 because you had Payet and yeah, yeah, yeah and it, it, so it was just. Honestly, for me, I've never, I didn't get to watch the Canio like that. Like I said, no. I didn't really go then. But with Pye, yeah, I got to watch him week in, week out. And, and I've never seen that West Ham. No. And I think also, I think, you know, for 
it doesn't happen very often that we get a player who 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 plays for us in their prime. You know, I I I call this a, sometimes like a booking club. We get players when they start their career, or players when they're you know we we'll get Glenn Johnson and then he'll yeah. bugger off and go to Chelsea, or we will get Teddy Sheringham. You know, so they're almost at the bookends of their career. We don't yeah. tend to get until recently, arguably now with Suchek and Sufal, you know, they're in their they're in their prime and, and Pyatt was that player in his prime and it was really it was it was a privilege to watch him play. Um I can see how other play you know, when, when people when people saw obviously we never saw people like Trevor Brookin play or Adam Devonshire or you know, or, or Martin Peters and and it's the same effects, not not, not comparing the, the legends because they played for many more years than Pyatt, but in terms of our sort of reference point he was just like he was a, a joy to watch and yeah he fucked off and didn't you know he's but he was french and he's you know he's just, you know, he's just like it's not arnie it's like those type of players isn't it they just throw their toys out and i mean marseille didn't give a shit you know they, they yeah. he left in the same way that he left us but they welcomed him back with open arms you know because they got they got you know yeah. doubled our money on him as well so they too bad but um yeah <laughs> Right, where's there we show? So that's the we, I've put it into a four three three, so it looks all right. But yeah, so there we go. There's the team, man. That you ain't gonna, you, you can. I mean, particularly that back seven, you're not gonna <laughs> criticize. You're not gonna criticize their their commitment, are you? Listen, it, it's quite defensive, but um, like I say, they're, they're they're the type of players that um that that I enjoy to watch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and if you're not, and, and if you're not conceding, that's half the that's half the battle. And, and then I've got Tevez Ashton and Payet to nick you a goal every chance. Exactly. Oh, could you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> Dean, uh, 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 Dean Ashley's pomp and, and pie would be incredible. It'd be amazing. It'd be like one of those computer games you want to bring back. But uh, Sam, man, it's been great, man. An hour yes. has flown by. Hour has flown Absolutely. by. Even blinking, man. But uh, I really, really appreciate your time. And obviously, everyone, go and, go and check out the Bowling Boys podcast and on Twitter as well. You know, it's, it's good stuff. It's, you know, fans talking about West Ham and, you know, you have the opportunity to come on and chat to them as well. So, uh Double win, double win there, mate. So uh, Bobby Zamora anyway. said, "I know." Uh, Bobby Zamora said, "I know." Clearly, yeah. I know what I'm talking about. So yeah. clearly, Sam knows what he's talking about. He picked Maiden Hayden Mullins. He knows the man knows football. Russ, Bobby thank Zamora, you for having me on. No really player, no way. So yeah. obviously, for me and Sam, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Get those appointments, and you get your jabs. <laughs> Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons, and I'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Much love. Bye bye. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.